In today's highly competitive mortgage industry, building profitable relationships with real estate agents is essential for success. However, finding effective ways to secure agent relationships can be a challenge. With so many mortgage loan originators vying for the attention of real estate agents, it can be difficult to stand out and establish meaningful connections. Our new case study featuring loan officer Chris Coghill is a must read. Chris has closed a remarkable 36 million in funded loans from agent referrals. And in this case study, he shares his proven strategies for building strong relationships with real estate agents and leveraging those relationships to drive more business. To get your hands on this resource, head over to locastudy.com and download your free copy of the case study today. You'll find actionable insights and practical tips that Chris used to close 36 million in funded loans from agent referrals and how you can too. Don't miss out. Go check it out right now. Visit locastudy.com and download your free copy today. Hey, listeners, what's up, Jeff Zinfer? Welcome to this episode of the Mortgage Marketing Radio Podcast. If the audio is sounding differently on the introduction, my apologies. My soundboard went on the fritz. I had to send it back for uh, repairs, and therefore, I'm doing this intro just off of AirBuds. Just goes to show you, though, hey, you know what? You got to make do with what you got, the tools in the moment. So let's get into it. So before I bring on my special guest this week, I want to remind you, as we've now shifted and transitioned into a purchase-dominant market, refis, of course, have drastically tapered off. What am I hearing from a lot of loan officers? Well, what I'm hearing is that they want more agent referrals. It's what you want, right? But what I also hear is that most loan officers struggle to get agents to respond, usually because the sales pitch falls flat and offers little tangible value to real estate agents. It's what I call same is lame marketing, right? So you need a better way, right? And I'm excited to show you a better way. You've heard about it by now by listening to the podcast. It's called My Agent Classes. It's part of the Mortgage Marketing Institute Pro Membership, and it is a proven platform and method that breaks through the noise, delivers tangible value, attracts agents, and compels them to send you referrals. You've heard the success stories on here multiple times. Uh, you've heard the testimonials. And uh, you know, I can just tell you that uh, here's, a, here's a recent one, Liz LaForth, um, 39 people registered for her class, 15 attended, three new leads, two scheduled appointments after the class, all happening every single time our members do a class like clockwork. So you want more agent referrals? You want them quicker? You want them with less chasing and more attracting? Here's what you do. You go check out mortgagemarketing.pro. MortgageMarketing.pro, you get all the details there. And if it's for you, great. We'd love to have you. And if it's not, that's cool too. All right. So on to my special guest, Taylor Ellard. Taylor Ellard is an amazing human being. And I love the conversation we have with her. She is a uh, digital marketing and engagement specialist at Atlantic Bay Mortgage. She's also the host of the Lending Forward podcast. We've got links to that in the show notes here. And what I love about the conversation with Taylor is we walk through um, probably more often than not, the challenges we hear from people, myself included, uh, which is how do I show up on social, right? What do I post? What do I talk about? I don't want to be on camera. I want to be off. Can I succeed without being on camera, right? And so the conversation I have with Taylor breaks down the various options and steps and simple process for you to get started and have social media success. And I think you're going to really enjoy this episode. Once again, check out the links in the show notes if you want to get more information about anything talked about in this episode. So without further ado, let's get into this week's show. Taylor Ellard, welcome to the show. 
Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to have you returning the favor. I was recently on your podcast. That was an awesome experience. And why don't we do this? Let's take care of housekeeping so we can get to the fun. Um, for those who, you know, your own version of who are you, what do you want to do? What do sorry. <laughs> so my own version of it is uh, I work for Atlantic Bay Mortgage Group and I am the proud host of Lending Forward Podcast where we have one-on-one -on -one conversations with mortgage bankers, agents, and folks like yourself and talk about raw conversations and solving problems. Love it. Raw conversations, solving problems. That's what we're going to talk about today is solving problems. And whenever, when, I, when I say that, there's two things that pop into my mind right away. Number one is, as you know very well, a, a, a problem, air quotes, we often hear from loan officers and agents is, what to post like you know um mm -hmm. i don't know what to do i don't know how to show up so that's one problem let's take that first gosh i hear it at all times from all sides and it's twofold right so it's like one is i'm willing to do it but i don't want to be on camera and then the other side is i don't know like we said earlier i'm not what do i do with my hands right. but it's like it's true it's like i have no where do i begin what platform i have all the questions and ultimately that leads you down the rabbit hole of never posting because you get lost in this funnel of uh, overthinking and it's terrible so i've always found you know when i'm coaching it it's like all right if you, you don't want to be right on in your face and you're, you don't want to be the selfie queen i understand that no problem we, we get it. And I also don't want to see pictures of your food, but I think it's a happy mix of being able to capture the moments creatively speaking. And the more you do, the more you try and aim for more content and try to think with that creativity hat, I think you're going to start to realize, wow, this is a little bit more organic and, and feels a little bit more normal than I thought going into it. So creating that awareness is the first thing. I don't think we addressed the problem though. Uh, <laughs> you know, the resistance, right? There is a uh, look, I feel it too. I mean, I find it, I'm just going to be totally honest. With this, it is one of the weak areas for me. Like if you look at me, right, this guy who's got a podcast, whatever, five, six years and compare, and this is, I know I'm shining the light on me and I don't want to sound like I'm self bragging or anything, but um, like my social media presence compared to others who, they arguably have a bigger presence and a, big, a, a more leveled up perception than me only because they've been better at doing that, the work. Mm -hmm. So there's the, the gap in the game. There's the bridge that needs to go to. That's where I find for me personally and maybe others is like, well, yeah, I, I, I kind of see, I know how, what it should look like because I see these people doing this, but how do I get there? And, and is it as simple as, I'll give you a space to answer, is it as simple as, dude, just grab, like I just did, you didn't notice this, but I grabbed a, a, a photo of us on the Zoom. Yeah. Like, that's a piece of, is it really that simple? Right. Yes, it is that simple. It's more so, that's what I'm saying. You get tangled in this web of like overthinking it and thinking it's got to be this perfect buttoned up picture. Okay, you're not a great photo taker and you might not be the prettiest peach, but you know, at the end of the day, we're all trying. Nobody's getting on the camera and saying, wow, 75% of me is so nervous to be doing this right now. I hope I come across. Okay. No one's talking about it. We're all baking it until we make it. I mean, there's some people that are great on camera and good for them, but they're uh, the majority 
majority of us aren't comfortable going live, aren't comfortable doing a ton of selfies and being the person that's like, okay, everybody let's get, you know, gather up and take a picture or let's do a quick boomerang. No one feels comfortable doing that. You just have to kind of throw yourself into the mix. See what it is that's out there that you enjoy engaging with. See what it is that like, okay, all right, I I could do that, you know, and just just roll with it. Sometimes there's some content planning, but don't go too crazy because that might freak you out too. But really, it's just about grabbing your phone. It's right there. It's less than three feet away from you almost all times of the day. But the way I see it, and you could stop me, but you know, if you look at every, so from a mortgage banker's perspective, right, you already know you're going to meet with two agents every week. One's going to be coffee. Maybe you're going for a walk with them. Maybe you're doing lunch, happy hour. Okay. Think of that as a true event, right? So what does your pre-event strategy look like? What does your live during the event strategy look like? And what does your post-event strategy look like? You know, so let's just say hypothetically, I'm going to meet you, Jeff, for coffee. And we're going to go to this cute little boutique but everybody in the locals love it, you know, whatever. So I know I'm going to, maybe I'll go take a picture um, and say, I'm really excited. I'll do a story, really excited to go meet with Jeff. We're going to go to so-and-so tag coffee place. And we're going to talk about all things real estate. Now we're at the event. Maybe I take a quick video of me opening the door. Maybe I take a cute little picture of a sign. Maybe I take a selfie with the agent. And then afterwards you're posting that in a real form, you're tagging the agent. Then you may go and do another story afterwards. It feels like a lot of work, but if you just make this into a checklist and you know, each time, not only are you one building content, but two getting exposure for your name and the little coffee shop and the agent. And you're strengthening that relationship with the agent. And that in theory is like, it's what five options, five different steps you have to take, but they're going to share that. They're going to be like, Oh, I love that. I was tagged in that. And so now you're getting in front of their audience. So you're tapping into them And it's just all in a day's work. So you know what? It's interesting. That's good advice, by the way. I like that. It's the pre, pre, during, and post. Um, And that for me has become a, I have to remind my, I have to consciously think ahead of time. Like you said, I'm glad you kind of structured it in this pre-planning thing. Like think about you're going here. And and what popped in my head was like, now I'm noticing, I can't remember where I was the other day, but I grabbed my phone and I did like the video clip thinking in advance that I know I'm going to use that for a reel or a story. Yes. And I think that is a bridge of the gap that I talked about a moment ago that I've recently been better at creating more awareness of like, oh, this is like the old Gary Vee thing, document, document. I didn't really know what the hell that meant or how per se. And so my version of that thing you illustrated so well is, I'm just going to start documenting stuff and some of it I may use and some of it I won't. Right. Is that, yeah. Well, I mean, you're building out this library of content and, but the thing that you highlight so well right now is that, yeah, before you wouldn't ever think to do that, but now you're like, ah, it's that mind shift of like, oh, I'm, you know what? The more savvy you get at doing it, the better off it's going to be. And your content's going to get better. If you look at what you post two years ago from where you are now, you're like, oh my God, who was that guy? Who was that guy? And then you're like, wow, I've come leaps and bounds. And now I know there's opportunity, (laughs) but you, you, there's more opportunities now that you've created because you've gotten comfortable doing it. And at the end of the day, you're all salespeople. So it's like, at some point you're going to 
need to start selling yourself on content. And that's where people are going to go to find you. And if you're not there and there's no presence and you're, you Google Taylor Ellard and nothing comes up, it's like, all right, well, instant gratification moving right on. So for those that are overly self-conscious when you're out somewhere and doing that, uh, first of all, I understand. Second of all, I think I'm coming, warming up to the fact that this is the world argue about it if you want, debate it, whatever. This is the world that we're now in where we're documenting our lives. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, you will notice and see it more often. And where that maybe you are one of those people, I don't know, who you, I know somebody in my life who responds in a way where they're like, look at that. Look at this, taking those stupid selfies, whatever, <laughs> right? I mean, some people respond but, but to that. My reframe on that is, hey, what you don't know is they're creating content for their social channel, whatever, and they're actually building a business. They're, they're building a brand. So you can be there and like ju- be judgy versus maybe you don't understand the context and they're not doing it in a very look at me way, although many are, but, mm. but you know what I'm saying? That's how I'm working through that mental framework. And you have to, I think it's, yeah, you're right. It's going to be a, a thing more and more prevalent. People are branding themselves and that's what they have to do for their business. But it, maybe you reframe it like, wow, they're really investing in themselves. Good, good on them. You know, instead of like judge Judy saying, oh, you're know, poo-pooing the idea of taking a selfie or, you know, food. before it was the food, right? Everyone's got their food. It was the food syndrome. And now it's like, it's, it's, it's progressed into other things. So, you know, I think as far as someone being, you know, not so sure or feeling uncomfortable, like we all kind of, you're going to feel uncomfortable in the beginning and that's just how it's going to go. And until you're like, you know what, I don't care what you think about me. And that's where you're going to say, okay, this is for me and not you. Yeah. I know. I still feel uncomfortable sneaking that little photo of the the person at the airport who needs to be, you know, singled out on my social <laughs> <platform>. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that is a little different. <laughs> dude, the dude wearing the Birkenstocks where he hasn't clipped his nails in six months. No. Like, isn't that worth <laughs> oh no, I know that belongs on like, um, what is that? Subways of New York <laughs> channel. Exactly. That's a good one. All right. So folks, you've got to have a, a pre, you know, content plan. You've got to have during like, and it is so still weird. Like you'll go out and take a picture with somebody, especially, I don't know, it's a guy thing. It's just weird. Hey, let's, like I'm out with my buddies. We'll even be at a friggin' rock concert or something. Be like, let's take a selfie, you know? <laughs> and I'll feel like a total cheese ball. But once again, I'm like, hey man, this is the world we live in. And if I want to build awareness, um, if I want to become known, that's part of the game. Well, I mean, and, and you know, I think, once you just realize where it's going to go and typically nine times out of 10, people know exactly where it's going. If you're getting that close to another human to take a, a selfie, that's not your family, you know, you get it, but yeah, just, it's just embrace it. You know, no, it's not going away. Know that I mean, video, if you can, video is King. So, I mean, if, if there's a way that you can incorporate like your, all your different stills into a real, like I said, I don't think it always has to be your face, right? It could be fun places or, Hey, where am I in Atlanta or whatever? You could make it fun. It doesn't have to just be selfies. So like you said, just embrace it. It'll be guess guess where I am. As a matter of fact, here's, here's an example of capturing content. And by the way, this is the thing, this is the thing I wanted to reveal to people too, is the content you capture, um, for later 
like I used to think that, oh, I'm capturing this thing. I need to post it because I'm here right now. It's like, no, you don't. You can post something like I did. All right, I'm gonna admit it. I'm gonna admit it. I was last weekend. Don't judge me. My my kids, my kids are 20 and almost 18, and I was in a Chuck E. Cheese last. Oh, week. Oh. Wow. How is that? Exactly. That's what I was wondering. But I'm thinking to myself, I'm gonna capture this shit. And I'm gonna be like, help. What am I doing here? Sin sanitizer. <laughs> I'm going to be like, please, how is my life that I'm back at a Chuck E. Cheese when my kids are 20? What what, what strange vortex am I sucked in? You know what I mean? It's going to build up this whole thing. But here's the thing. That was a week ago, and I haven't posted it yet. But in this case, it doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? Would you agree that it's like not everything needs to be exactly in the moment? It doesn't. I mean, if you could build that stash out and just pull from it on a rainy day, if you know your goal is to do one video a day or that's too crazy and you want to do like twice a week, whatever, that. have that. Yeah. Ha just build your stash out. Go spend two hours and know, hey, look, I'm just going to go around town and I'm going to take pictures here and there and I'm just going to save it for a rainy day. Okay. Time well spent. You've got to invest that kind of time. And I mean, I think a big piece of it is in the real time moment. Okay, sure. Like, you know, if you want to do that sometime, sure. Why not? You're with our agent the day of, you know, you might lose stamina or they might go to another lender and have a lunch with them and they never, you, you, you missed your boat there. But I mean, I think that there's so much value in just having something to share. So, and, and I don't always say like, I don't know. I don't always say that you have to have all of this posts every single day and then you come off cheap. You know, you don't want that. If you've got quality content or you've got an idea, time block some time into your schedule and just go and do what you got to do to build that stash up and pull from it when you need to. Yeah. I think that's a good, good kind of a concept, build that stash up kind of like, um, you know, a, a repertoire or a library of clips and files and, 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 and think what, content you have that isn't time sensitive, you know, shots, like you said, of your local town, or you got this cool place to go. Everybody does the, 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 the art that backdrop with the wings or whatever, you know, if you mm -hmm. got one of those in your town, we uh, all do. So that's good. We help them. Hopefully it's getting crossing the bridge. Just, you know, this is the world we live in. Just start building your, your, you know, kind of, would you call it a stash list? Or we... It's a myriad of a, your repertoire, whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. there's, there's their stash. So people building a stash, stash you know? library I used to do that in high school, but that's uh, a different <laughs> thing. Um, where's my drum? Yes. Okay. Okay. So now let's talk about a different kind of problem, which is relevant to content. Okay. Cause we did the whole document day in the life, your meeting, whatever out and about, but then when we get more intentional with the content and think about the audience that we want to serve, this is the drum I've been beating lately is help people solve problems. Mm -hmm. Right. And so what are some problems or who are people we could help today as a mortgage professional? Gosh, I mean, I think what we're in front of right now is unique, but not so unique. So we're dealing with rising interest rates. We're dealing with, you know, people not really sure or uh, faced with being back boots on the ground again, prospecting. So there's a lot of change that we're not quite used to, um, given that we've all been kind of in these bubbles for the last couple of years. So they've opened the doors and we're all coming out, but wait a minute, we can't do but so many things because of inflation and the 
thought of recession. And so I think there's a lot of problems right now that mortgage bankers are feeling, but the one thing that they can really hone in on and take a hold of is their social and digital presence. Okay. So let me put that in some context. I think that um, one of the easiest places to start with problems that you solve as a mortgage professional is, you know, if you think about your audience with people, people have often asked, Hey, which audience am I speaking to? I know of other people I've interviewed that are doing very well on Instagram for that example, let's say, and they're like, well, do I create content for consumers or for real estate agents? And in the moment, the best answer I have for that is they can actually blend into two, but I, uh, what are you, what's your, what's your strategy? Are you trying to attract consumers or realtors? Because I think if you're focused on attracting consumers and your content is consumer facing, well, I mean, that's relevant for realtors anyways, right? It's an integrated mix. Like, I don't think there isn't one or the other it's, it is, you should be D all of the above. So when I think about it, I think, okay, I want to reach out to my agents on Instagram and be able to right. enhance that relationship by tagging them and right. doing things with them. Um, and in turn, I want to showcase some of my, what's going on in my pipeline and how I'm trying to help my mortgage or my borrowers by doing this and doing that. And if you find that you're in this rut too, let me tell you what I'm doing for this family to get them into their home of their dreams. So then it's almost like, you're going over your pipeline. You're saying the problems that you're dealing with, you're solving the problems in real time for these people. They're, they've, they're anonymous. We're not like going Sally Hansen and her husband are terrible credit. you know. So we're not saying any of that. We're just saying like, this is what's going on. Here's what I'm educating them on and how I'm helping them. And then in turn, it's like the agent's going to be like, wow, they really care about their borrowers. And that's like, I mean, that's glorious. It all comes full circle at that point. So it's not a one size fits all. No. And what you're saying is telling stories in, mm-hmm. you know, in a creative way. I've seen people do it with the videos and they're pointing the bubbles and, you know, buy a house with a 580 FICO zero down. Yes. You know, all those types of things. Um, but then also tell about how you, yeah, you helped get some wins either in today's market, how you helped helped after eight offers, my buyer got their offer accepted. Here's why right. you know, um, that kind of stuff. So showing mm-hmm. up and telling stories and it doesn't always have to be you on video. That's right. Hmm. You know what people overlook? What's your, you got a favorite social platform? Instagram. Really? Why? Um, it's low hanging fruit. It's simple. And I don't do a lot of the bubble thing. Listen, if that's your thing, good on you. That's great. But I'm not a, I don't want to, I, I don't dance well, so I don't need to like really showcase that. <laughs> so, I mean, there, and I think it's just overplayed, but I will say Instagram is my favorite. I'm able to see all of my views, their demographics and where they're from. So I like to tap into that as far as the analytics side of it goes, but I know I'm on TikTok, but yeah, I, yeah, I'm, I'm trying. Not finding your vibe on TikTok yet? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm almost 32 and I'm like, am I too old? Is this? Oh, Glenda Baker's crushing it on TikTok. I know she is. She's awesome. I'm certainly not. Um, only because I don't try and in, in, in this moment, it's also, I think it's about bandwidth and I am a believer in, I think you and I might've talked about this before. Um, you can't be great everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know? can't. So you got to pick your platform where you're going to kind of go all in and Facebook's easy to cross promote to, uh, to Instagram or vice versa. So maybe that's for a lot of people. That's where most people are. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you got to dive in. 
Right. And I think LinkedIn is a great platform. I honestly do. Um, From writing articles to just interacting, you can get in front of a lot of people that way. Um, The algorithms stump me from time to time on LinkedIn, but um, I tried, you know, I think the message is different everywhere. You know, like, let's just say you have one message and then you distribute it to multiple different platforms. Pick two that you're really into that you're on, that your target audience is on, whether that be your agents or your borrowers or your friends, family, your sphere, what have you, you know, just pick two and then just do those. Well, I don't think, like you said, you don't have to spread yourself so thin where you have to be on all the things, just get on the two that you're good at and you engage with, and you like that kind of content. Cause odds are people that are like-minded like you are also on those different platforms as well. Yeah. I was talking, excuse me, talking with an agent yesterday and, um, that's what I asked her. I go, well, where do you already hang out? And she's like, oh, Instagram. I'm like, well, there you go. That's mm-hmm. your thing. Like the, you hang out there for a reason. You have to enjoy what you're doing, right? Right. Now, it's, it's funny. The one caveat to all this conversation for those that if there's anybody left out there listening to us that still thinks you don't need to have a presence online, and by online, I mean your total digital footprint. This includes Google, your, your, your business profile, all that stuff. Um, we've got all the stats to show why consumers expect you to be online. The only exception to that is I remember, um, I was, uh, communicating with this guy who's a, a marketing agency owner and does a lot of really great, cool stuff. His name is Dennis. Yu. I don't know if you know him. Why you is his last name, Dennis. Yu. Um, and anyway, he was talking about how he met the CEO of, I think it was voodoo donuts down mm-hmm. in, um, Costa Rica. Have you heard of voodoo donuts? Mm-hmm. You have. Okay. Um, and so he's down there in Costa Rica and they're talking about social media and all this kind of stuff. And what the point Dennis, you was making is like, you know, this whole thing of like being out there on social media and stuff like that as a business owner, here's the CEO of, of voodoo donuts, zero presence on social media whatsoever. Right. And so mm-hmm. sometimes you get these quote gurus show up and, and representing these examples of like, here's an example of a business owner. Who's not like, you know, on social doing video, blah, 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 blah. And then I asked Dennis, I said, well, wait a minute, Dennis. Isn't that contextual or situational? Because wouldn't you agree that real estate and mortgage professionals actually need to have a presence online? And he said, yes. In that case, when you are a personal local brand, your brand is your face, then yeah, I don't care who the CEO of Voodoo Donuts is. I I follow Voodoo Donuts, not the CEO. However, and and I'm ranting here because I had too much coffee, but um, that's how it goes on Fridays. (laughs) Keeping alive. Right, keeping alive. But... uh, (laughs) But here's the other point. The other point is this. If you aren't giving some reason or if you're not a a person to follow, like the whole, why does the personal brand make sense? Here's a case in point. I'm reminiscent of, we talked about this on my podcast with you, vice versa, right? Uh, Who do you know and love at Mercedes? Nobody. Who do you know and love at GM? Nobody. Who do you know and love at Tesla? Elon Musk. And that's why Elon Musk, that's why Tesla is um, worth more, right? And has all this incredible brand value is because of the individual. Mm -hmm. So hopefully I'm making some kind of point there. You are. I mean, it's, it's not, you are out there trying to prospect. And if you're not putting yourself, yourself out there so that they know who you are, I mean, and, and Elon 
it's like a whole, it's a story in and of itself too. So it's just so much, I mean, that's just so much power and being able to, it's the storytelling, it's the storytelling, honestly. And so, and people don't necessarily, I don't ever see people talking about, I see reviews posted. I see so-and-so got a five-star review and this is what they said about her. And I'm like, that's nice. But like, say that, say someone just told me that I, you know, this, and I remember when, and tell the story of the person, do you know what I mean? Instead of just like posting that say, Hey, this is what happened with so-and-so when she gave me this review. And now she's in this awesome home. Instead of just posting, you know, your bird eye review, just say like, Hey, do you know what I'm saying? It's, yeah. it's just important to, and, and that's one easy, low hanging fruit. It's just like, get on the mic and say, this is what happened for this person, this borrower. And now she's in her home of her dreams with her two kids and golden retriever. Yeah. My version of that, that would be, Hey, you know what I love about this business? I love helping first time home buyers. I love helping people work through this tough market and get their offer accepted. I love right. Being the start of somebody creating dreams in, in their home together. Right. And the example I've got for that this week is like you said, they had, you don't even have to say the name. You can just say, Hey, had a client family, right? Just had a baby. Yada, da, da, da. Here's their challenges. Back to what I said, solving problems. You help them solve a problem. Exactly. That's what we're doing here. We're helping people. And I think, I mean, if you just talk about it and maybe that's like your Monday pipeline update and you just go on and you just have a quick little video about what's going on in your pipeline or you save it, you know, whatever the, the case may be, but that's, that's something that's content. That's something you can do every single week. That's committed. You can commit to that. Do you like batch film or batch create any of your content? <laughs> do you mean getting five different outfits together? Cause my hair is curled at one time and quick switching out and switching out. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's the All time right. I'm efficient. Okay. <laughs> um, no, we are busy. And so I'm wondering, I'm looking at some of your posts here is like how much of yours there are pre-planning. You've got your notebook, you got your ideas, you got your bullet points go. Mm -hmm. Is that how you do it? Typically. Okay. And then yeah, I know, I know what I want to cover. I know going in, you know, I know I want to hit this and I, a big piece of it right now is financial literacy and affordable housing and making sure people know what's what and what to expect. And for me, that's so much content right there. I mean, you could pull from a blog. If you go follow a blog, gosh, there's like oh, way sure. too much content there for you. But that's, if you're looking for low hanging fruit and you're ready to get in front of the camera, do that. Well, back to solving problems. What are the five biggest questions or misconceptions that exist right now? in the market. They all know what they are, right? The old 20% down, 800 yep. photos story, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. You guys know I'm ad nauseum. <laughs> okay. That's, that's five different videos right there. I know. Just, just break down the science of why people think you have to put 20% down. Done. You know, I just had a thought too, is you could repurpose those videos into the FAQ videos. Cause if you were just going to create a series of like the top five, 10, whatever questions you get, you know, and then you get your, you know, milestone videos as well. Well, then you've got this library you could create, but you could also take those problem solving videos of, or, or, or let's talk about the five myths, or let's talk about the misconceptions, or let's talk about appraisal gaps, or let's, we've seen some of the people do them like Denise Donahue and others who, you know, respect tons. The examples are out there and they're, obviously getting business from this because you said financial literacy and um, why is somebody going to choose you? That's the big question you got to ask yourself. Why are they going to choose you? 
you know, why should, why should they choose you? And let's take it one step forward because we just talked about efficiency. You've got a borrower that wants to know what the difference between a prequal and a pre-approval is go do an Instagram video on that. And every single time you have a borrower ask that question, shoot it to them. And that's so, I mean, and how that is such good customer service to, to say, you know what? Good question. I thought you might ask that. Let me send you this quick video. Right, right. I'll link to the video, whatever, you know, however you get it to them. Bomb, bomb. I don't care. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, All right. So tell me what's got you excited. Now, let's see here. Let me think. What's got you excited about Atlantic Bay? What's going on over there? Oh, my gosh. All things amazing. We're just, we're growing and we've got such great powerhouse leadership. I mean, they all, it's so funny. I've never worked for a company where you, go in and they on the outside, they're like, yeah, they're really, really great. And then everyone's preaching, come on, it's, we're so great. And then you get in and they're not great. Like I've never worked for a company that has been a fairy tale on the opposite side. So it's true what they say. I mean, Atlantic Bay pours into their mortgage bankers, supports their people through and through. And that's one thing that I'm proud to say. I work at Atlantic Bay. You are the digital marketing and engagement specialist. Uh, and, and business development and the pot, you know, host of oh, lending yes. forward. Yes. And I'm getting licensed in real time. Licensed. Are you crazy? I'm not crazy. <laughs> I am very smart or I try to be, I think I am. We'll say anyhow, I'm getting licensed. Why, why are you doing that? So I wanted to document in real time what it takes to get your NMLS license from a few different sides, right? So if you're in the bank world and you're thinking, I want to grow and and be a leader, um, but I'm scared to test out, let me show you how how long it might take, what, what you might expect. And then in turn for the next generation of mortgage bankers, what does it look like? Nobody wakes up and says, I would like to be a mortgage banker. You know, that's not necessarily something, some sure. But if typically it's like your dad was a mortgage banker, but (laughs) however, I'm showing, I'm trying to show full circle what it takes to become a mortgage banker. And then all of the amazing tools Atlantic Bay gives you to be successful. Nice. Nice. Love it. Very cool. Well, I'll make sure now your podcast is called lending forward, right? That's right. And that's available where all fine podcasts are provided. Wherever you listen. I'm looking at the Spotify link right now for sure. Um, Very cool. We'll make sure we put links to that in the show notes. And then of course your Instagram let's uh, is the Instagram handle the same. It's lending underscore forward lending underscore forward. Any place else you want people to connect with you? How about LinkedIn? LinkedIn. Come on, link in with me. Link it up, link it up. That's right. All right. So in closing out then, your final final words of advice or encouragement for people trying to better understand where they fit in this, you know, creating a personal brand social media world. It's important to invest in your business and social media is free. Not that we need to hone in on that anymore, but it's, it's come to a time where the next generation that is going to be buying homes expects you to show up on social. And if you're not there, you've, you've lost it. You've lost business. So you owe it to yourself to invest in your business and you need to get on social. You need to be creating video and Jeff and myself can help you get there. There we go. Love it. Way to close it out. Thank you for being here. Taylor this is great. And everybody there'll be links in the show notes to be able to connect with Taylor on the next step, if you want to follow her, engage, got questions, whatever. And I do suggest you listen to her podcast. She's had some amazing guests on. And uh, Taylor, thank you again. Thank you. Good to see you.
You bet. Hey, thanks for tuning into this episode of the Mortgage Marketing Radio Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Remember, if you like this episode, please leave us a review. That helps us reach more people and bring more good value and content to you, our listeners. And then don't forget, if you are a loan officer who wants more agent referrals in less time, be sure to check out the Mortgage Marketing Pro membership at mortgagemarketing.pro and learn more about our turnkey system of agent classes that puts you front and center of your local real estate agents, attracting agents instead of chasing them, and getting agent referrals like clockwork every single month, just like Carrie Cobb, who her first year in the business with closing over 75 loans, achieved 40% of those 75 loans exclusively from agent classes. And if you want to learn how she did it and how you can do it too, once again, go to mortgagemarketing.pro and I'll see you over there. Thanks for listening. Bye for now. Hey guys, what's up real quick. Uh, you've heard about the Mortgage Marketing Pro membership before. And I just want to quickly remind you if that you're in a place in your business where you simply need more purchase loans, you need to fill your pipeline with purchase business. Let's just face it. Agents are still a solid pillar of business and sources of purchase business for you. Well, good news. Our Mortgage Marketing Pro membership helps loan officers like you close more loans without the hassle of chasing agents or cold calling. Done for you agent classes, expert training videos, a marketing automation platform that automates the entire process for you, everything you need to build your personal brand in your local market, attract and convert agents into referral partners, plus done for you proven marketing materials and plug and play content to make promoting your class, getting agents butts and seats, partnering with affiliates real easy. But that's not all. You'll also get access to our weekly mastermind calls with top LOs, authors, speakers, and coaches to learn the best strategies to grow your business right now in today's market. And as an extra bonus for a limited time, for all new members, you'll get access to a database of 200 agents in your local market that have closed anywhere to, from eight to 50 transactions in the last 12 months. And we'll provide that list upload into our platform for you so you can get off to a fast start in reaching actually productive agents. So what are you waiting for? You can check out more at mortgagemarketing.pro, see more of the success stories there. And if you feel compelled to do so, book a call, we'll have a chat, we'll see if it's a fit. Don't miss out on this opportunity to take your mortgage business to the next level right now. Head over to mortgagemarketing.pro.